everyone, and welcome to His Lens, My Image podcast. I am your host, Maisha Price. And today we will be diving into the essence of being who you are and how you show up in this earth. Listen, it is my heart's desire that everyone be who they were created and designed to be. God didn't create us to be duplicates. He didn't create us to all look alike. He didn't even desire for us to all have the same color of skin, but we all are unique in our authentic ways and we should live life just as that. For those who know and those who don't know me personally, my day-to-day life, I work within the funeral industry and I daily see people writing poems and coming up with things just to speak about their loved one. And I was reminded as I was pondering of our conversation for today of how we live our dash, how we show up in our dash from the time we're born to the time we die. There is a major line of impactful events that occur in our lives. My heart's desire is that when that dash is written for us, that it leaves impact, that it changes lives, that it doesn't bring so much pain, but all into that dash is we, we will see the things that equipped us and that made us who we are today. So today I'm going to start off with a poem and it's written by Linda Ellis and it's called The Dash. It reads, I read of a man who stood to speak at a funeral of a friend. He referred to the days on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between the years. For that dash represented all the time that they spent life on earth. And now only those who love them know what little that line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the houses, the cash. For what matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much life is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and not always try to understand the way other people feel. Be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remember that this little special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, Would you be proud of the things you said about how you spent your dash? So our discussion today is how our dash leaves an impact. For some, our dash comes with a lot of heartache. It comes with a lot of joys. It comes with a lot of victories. It comes with a lot of challenges. It comes with a lot of great, exciting moments. But all of those things are what builds our dash. So when you think about your dash, what will your dash mean to you? I know for me, what my dash symbolizes for me 
is that my childhood traumas, the things that I've experienced that kind of built walls and kind of built these kind of security areas for me. I talk about it in my book called Trusting God in the Process, where I experienced some situations where I had family members who tried to violate me. People that were trusted, people that I would have never expected it to come from, but they broke a barrier of trust for me, which then created walls that now seeing men or seeing people in those areas kind of started building blocks. When I think about also growing up in a single parent home, like my dad would pop in and out, but being raised by my mother, me and my brother were raised by our mother and she did everything she could to make sure that we had a great life, that we had everything we need and wanted, and that she worked multiple jobs to make sure that her children were taken care of to the best of her ability with all the knowledge she had. Growing up in a single parent home took an effect on me. It played a major part in how I saw things. Yes, I saw my mom go through some challenges and face some things in her journey that really made me feel like, you know what? I got to go hard in the paint. I'm not going to let nobody deter me. I saw strength when I saw my mom fight through challenges. I saw strength and endurance when I saw her work hard at making sure that she did what was necessary for her children. It chokes me up because she did what she had to do. She didn't walk away. She didn't leave the situation, but she stayed. And so often I know we read the news and see so many things going on in the world about people leaving their kids or killing their kids. But guess what? When you have a parent or parents that stayed in the paint and raised your raise you well, you got to applaud those moments because everybody don't have those opportunities. And although I would have wished to have both parents in the household, that just wasn't the cards that my life was dealt. But what God did do was put me in position to be surrounded by families and be able to live a portion of my life. I lived with my aunt and uncle, which was a dual parent household. And I learned and saw what family life was like to have your children and to have both parents in the household and to sit at a table at family time and discuss what's going on in your lives and be intentional. And those droplets that appeared in my life played a part in how I wanted to be when I got older and how I wanted to build a household. Not only did I grab strength and endurance from my mother, but I also grabbed the wholeness of family life from my aunt and uncle. Not only did I have to deal with those things, when I look at my dash, I think about the insecurities that I face. Growing up, I battled with insecurity. I battled with low self-esteem. I didn't think I was pretty enough. I didn't think I was eloquent enough. I didn't think I had what it take to show up in this earth. Because growing up, I mean, you see other kids in school when, you know, you don't look the part for them up to their expectations. It plays a part because then they pick on you. People bully you. And that's just not something that sat well with me. I had to learn how to navigate through that. And it took years. I remember when I was 16, I tried to kill myself. I tried to commit suicide and I made a promise to myself years ago that I would never allow myself to get to that point again and allow other people to dictate how I showed up in this earth. In my dash, I see
see survival. I saw survival mode. I saw not only from when my mother doing what she needed to do to raise her kids, but I learned that with every challenge that I faced in life, that I can overcome this. Even if I was at my last and my lowest, I went through a period of life where I was homeless. And guess what? I learned how to survive through that moment. So when I see things, I don't let it stop me, but I keep pushing forward with everything I have. And sometimes it's down to the very nitty gritty of strength that that little mustard seed of strength that I still have in me that keeps me pushing forward. When I think about my dash, I think about hard work. And everything that I do, I try to put my best foot forward and give it everything I have. Because at the end of the day, I want when my life comes to an end, that my integrity, that my word, and that what I did on this earth has left an impact. I want my life to be of legacy. That when I'm gone, that people hear a timeless sound that will help them remember that as they go about in their lives, something I may have said, something I may have done, whether it was a word in a book or a chapter in a book, or whether it was lyrics to a song that I've written, or whether it was an interaction that we had that helped impact their life. I want my life to leave an impact when I'm gone. That speaks volumes to who the person I was and how I showed up on this earth. I want to create generational healing. And a lot of times in our families, we have situations such as generational curses that we just keep carrying along. I remember having a conversation with my mom one time and I was watching an episode of Ayana Fix My Life and it was a mother and daughter having a issue and they were talking about how things that happened in the mother's life, she just kept doing that built in a situation with her relationship with her daughter, because all she did was duplicate what she saw being done between her and her mother. And I wondered to myself that how often does this occur in families where we just keep continue to do the same thing over and over again, whether it looked like it worked or not. And we saw it didn't work, but yet we still repeat the same patterns. But I wind up that day having a conversation with my mom and I was like, why don't you say I love you a lot? Her response to me was because love is an action word. I said, but a child needs to hear that because it wasn't something that was spoken of regularly in my household. So I was curious. And when I said that to her, that a child needs to hear it, not just it be an action. She was like, well, my mom didn't do it. And I thought about it. How many times I ever heard my grandmother say, I love you. But it was something that we don't pay a conscious effort to make a change to something that did not work prior to our generation. And for me, I wanted that to stop. So now today, my mom says that every time she see it, love you, just send me a text and I love you because now it's become intentional about how we express our love, not just show our love. And when you see things and patterns happening in your family and your life, don't continue them if you don't see it showing up in a positive way. But continue them when they're showing up positively and leaving an impact, not leaving a negative impact. But let us break those chains. Let us break those jokes and create good ones and positive ones that make a better impact as we show up in this earth. So when I think about all of that and if I had to encourage you in some way, I would tell you, guess what? In spite of everything 
and how when you want to make an impact on how your dash will be reflected when your life comes to an end, I want you to know that you were created beautiful. God loved you already. He knew what he saw in you. He knew the purpose that he had for you. And he knew how you would show up in this thing. And when I think about that, I think about Genesis 1. And Genesis 1 tells us in verse 27, and I'm just going to read this from the New International Version. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So God already knew what he created us to be. He knew what he equipped us to look like. We're in the reflection of him. Soul-minded spirit, we are in the reflection of who God is. If he wanted all of us to look alike, And to reflect the same way, he would have said, I want everybody to be brown. I want everybody to be white. I want everybody to be green. I want everybody to be red. But he didn't do that. What he said was, all of y'all will be different shades of my complexion. All of y'all will have different personalities of me. All of you will have different textures of me. Because that's how he wanted us to show up in this earth. He wanted us to be a reflection of him. And my desire for you today is that you be that reflection that God has called you to be. You were never meant to look like the next, but you were meant to stand out amongst the crowd. So when people say, oh, her style is very different. You're right. It is. It's my style. I don't have to dress like you. I don't have to look like you. I can be who God wants me to be. If I like purple and I want to wear everything purple from head to toe, guess what, baby? I can wear it. If I want to wear twists on one side of my head, curls on the other side, guess what? If that's my style, but as long as you walking bold and confident in who you are and being who you are, but not showing up because you want to be the laughing stock, but being who you are authentically and living in your truth, guess what, baby? I want you to be you. I want you to live your best authentic life that you can. You set the trends, not follow the trends. Let me say that again for the people in the back. You set the trends, not follow the trends. You set the tone when you walk in a room. You don't walk in a room and just join in with what's going on. When you walk in a room, let your step, let your stride, let your smile, let your actions be one that sets the trend and sets the tone for what's coming after that. We got to show up in every moment like we've already been there because we are who we are. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, remember who you are because that's who God created you to be. I want you to look at yourself and tell yourself, baby, I'm beautiful. Baby, I got this. Nothing can stop you if you let it. But in everything you do, continue to make strides, continue to be intentional about how you move in this earth. And guess what? I encourage you daily to make affirmations that remind you who you are. So that way in those moments when it gets rough and it gets hard, that guess what? You don't forget who you are. So whether it's you waking up and you saying, I am beautiful. I am loved. I am accepted. I am wonderfully made. I am strong. I am wise. Whatever your mantra that you need to do. I want you to push forward and do just that. 
I know you hear me say it on things and I say it at the end of the podcast, but when I was thinking about how I wanted to show up in this earth, the words that came to me was be you, love you and see you. I've learned how to be me, which took a long time. And every day I'm still learning how to be me. I learned how to love me because nobody can love me better than me other than God. But nobody can love me better than me. And nobody knows how I want to be loved but me. And a lot of times we get in relationships with people and expect them to tell us how we want to be loved. And they can't tell us something that they don't know because we're the ones that know how we want to be loved, how we want to be cared for. So I've learned over the years after I've done the work, after I've gone to therapy, is how to love me. And I learned how to see me. It's important that you learn how to see yourself, not for what other people say, but for who you are. See yourself, see the beauty of who you are, see the strength in who you are. That's what it's all about. So for me, those are my motivations and my affirmations. But what are yours? What are your affirmations that you need to apply to your life every morning when you wake up, when you go to sleep? Let it be the thing that sets the tone for who you are and how you show up in this earth. Make those steps. Be who you are. You are enough. You are more than enough. I don't care what they've told you. I don't care how people made you feel. I don't care what situations you got yourself in. You are enough. And for that, I want you to continue to encourage yourself. And when you think about life and you think about how you move and you go about in this journey, I want you to look at that thing and remember that what impact do I want my dash to make as I live in this earth? My prayer is that your dash be one of impact, your dash be one of victories, that your dash be one of love, that your dash be one of of joy. I thank you so much for joining in on this conversation. Um, just a few things that we have coming up. Listen, I'm always on the move doing something, but for those that are in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York area, I will be hosting a network and true business social calling all people who want to get into business that want to, um, that are already operating in business or that work for another company and want to just network. Guess what? This is for you. And I want you to come be a part of it. Come join the night of evening. It's on Friday, May the 19th. And we're going to be doing it from six to eight. And it's going to be held at Relic on State Street in Newtown, Pennsylvania. You can get more information on my website, which is www.myeshaprice.com. Or you can find it on all of our social media platforms. And you can purchase tickets on Eventbrite. Just look up. Maisha Price or Network and Chew Business Social. I hope to see you there. There is a small fee because we will have food. We will have some drinks. There is a cash bar, but I want to invite all of you to join in for those business people who want to either indulge in this industry of business or are looking to just network and connect with other individuals. So with that, thank you guys for joining in on this episode. And until next time, be you, love you, and see you.